are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. Right on. Well, um, it's hard to believe that this is the last resurgence of 2018, and that 2018 is uh, 2018 is over. Like that's that's crazy. And so, um, thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. My name is Travis. For those that are new, and uh, it's such an honor to have you here tonight. And um, and uh, we're just we're we've celebrated 10 years in this season, and really believe that the next 10 are, are going to be incredible. And uh, it's pretty, I was just thinking in worship, you know, 2018, 10 years ago we started and now, now we're just dreaming and now we're hitting a 2019 and it feels like, okay, we celebrated 10, now it's time to just go. And um, God's going to do some incredible things and I sense that. And um, I want to invite each one of you to be a part of something that we're doing in 2019. We as a lead team, uh, when we started Resurgence, one of the things that was key was that uh, prayer was our foundation. It, it has been, always will be, it, it's key. And so one of the things as we start into 2019 is we really felt to gather for five days of prayer and fasting. And so we've actually, we're going to be gathering here um, in, at Central South. We're going to gather every night. We've, we've partnered together with House of Prayer Edmonton. And, um, and we just said, Jim Hall and the team, we just said together, hey, could we do something? This isn't about an event. This isn't about, uh, this is about prayer and fasting for our region, for Canada, to, to just to pray. And so we're two ministries that we're not churches. We're not trying to build a congregation. We're trying to um, see Canada saved. We're trying to see Edmonton saved. We're trying to see prayer increase. And so I I want to invite every one of you to be part of that. Uh, So it's going to be nightly, 7 to 8.30. We're just going to meet. There's not going to be a lot going on other than we're going to (laughs) pray. There will be a lot going on. But but it's not an event. It's, It's prayer. And I just believe that is so key. And so if you're like, well, I don't really know how to pray. Uh, that's not really my thing. I want to invite you to be part of this. Come. Come. Uh, what would it be like if this place was packed, overflowing? We had people praying all from all churches across the region praying, coming together and saying we're going to pray. And maybe you would, you would think about fasting during that time. I know I'm going to do that, and I know that we've done that in the before fast and maybe you you've never done that before you there's lots of resources online check it out there's lots of books you can prepare and start to think about God what are you asking me to fast and prepare your heart for this and I just really believe you know God's always speaking but when we fast we actually it it attunes us to hear what he's actually saying and so I don't know about you but I want to start 2019 personally hearing what the Lord is saying but also corporately, and I believe it's going to catapult us in. So be part of that. Um, This fall has been unique. And uh, if you've been part of Resurgence, September, September was like different than the the gathering we had. It was at Church of South Edmonton. God showed up. And, And I couldn't tell you if it was the worship, if it was the preaching, if it was whatever, something happened in the room. Um, and then October was our 10. November was, was amazing with Adam, and God was just moving, and there's just something special. And then we just came off our, our, our advance weekend. How many were at the resurgence advance? Yeah, yeah, come on. And we uh, just, in six years, and I'm not saying this to say this, I'm saying in six years that was the best advance yet. 
There was something about community. There was something about the vulnerability of people, uh, of what God was doing. It was incredible. And um, so it's just cool. I know he's going to continue to work tonight. And um, as, I've been, as I've been praying for tonight, I knew about three months ago the word I had to speak tonight or the topic. I didn't know exactly how it's going to all land. And, and uh, I've just been locked in going, God, what are you saying? And so I know that God is on this tonight in a, in a really divine way. Um, and so I'm going to speak tonight on the subject of authority. <laughs> And when I said that word authority, everybody, every rebel side of us started to squirm a little bit. You know, the rebellious nature of us is like, ooh, authority. And, um, but I want to talk a little bit more about authority of power, about the authority that Jesus had. Um, each of us have incredible dreams from God, promises, things we're contending for, things we're believing for, things that we're asking God for, and maybe we haven't seen yet, maybe we haven't stepped into yet, all those things, and um, there are needs in this place. You might have been here tonight, you need a breakthrough, you need a miracle, you need a healing. We know people in our community that need God to show up. Or, or they, they can't go on. We, we know that. And so we just, we know that, and, and shifts need to happen uh, corporately. I believe that we're, um, we, we need, we're contending for a move in Canada. Resurgence, our vision is to reach souls, revive churches, and release leaders. And we need, um, if we're going to go after that stuff, I'm convinced of this, that good ideas, good strategies, good people, good programs, good hearts, well-meaning intentions, all that stuff, Facebook advertisements, Instagram things, they're all nice things, um, and they can be part of it, but the reality is without the power of God, nothing's going to happen, that, that we need his power. And um, without the authority, we won't see those things take place. We can talk about them all we want. We can, we can do that. But here's the thing. We need the authority. We need the power of Jesus to shift things. We, 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 we need to pray prayers that have authority behind them. We need to uh, de declare and decree what God's saying. And um, I believe there's an increase in authority or power that's needed in, in my life, but in each of our lives. And I believe we can walk on it. And you know, when I think of authority, I think of, um, I think of uh, backing. Like if I were to bring a Brinks truck up here right now and it would be fill filled with Monopoly money. And I'd be like, I'm loaded. I have like a billion dollars. And I'd be like, you know, making it rain, doing that. And you're all like, you know, play the like thug music or you know whatever I'll be the big dollar sign and it'd be all over Instagram and it would be really bad um, but but I would just be making it rain and here's the thing you'd be like okay that's great Travis but your monopoly money's not worth anything big deal but if I got up here and I had monopoly money and I was like making it rain and everything and then you and then I said oh by the way each of this money is backed up by a piece of gold it's actually representative of a piece of gold you'd go okay give me that money because it means something. It's got backing. I believe that's what authority is, is when there's a backing to something. It's backed up with something. So the words aren't just words. They have a backing to them. They have power behind them. They actually mean something. You know, if we were driving here and there was a guy, uh, uh, you know, and he said stop on the side of the road, I'd be like, you might stop. You might just keep going and be like, that's weird. That guy's saying to stop. That guy's kind of weird. And you just, like, blow past him. If that guy had a badge, you would stop because he has keys to the prison and he can put you in there. 
He's a police officer. You would stop. Why? Because he has an authority. And, and I think we need to increase our authority. And, and what God wants to do is increase authority. Um, we need to operate in a greater level of authority in God. Um, we need his power. And I want to look tonight at, at Jesus. Jesus is the model for ministry. And I think, um, I believe every one of us, and we've said this before, we're called to ministry. Every one of us. Whether you're in full-time ministry or you're in vacation. Whatever vacation you're in, we're all called to ministry. Whether you're an engineer, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a doctor, we are all called to ministry. And so um, if we model our ministry from Jesus, we're going to get the results that Jesus got. If we model our ministry off something else, we'll get their results. But I don't know about you, but we need to model our ministry, our lives off of Jesus. And um, you get whatever you model. And I think we're going to look, as we begin to look more like Jesus, I think the church at Edmonton, us as a community, are going to have a, a beautiful brilliance to it. Because we're actually going to, we're modeling him. Um, so if you have your Bibles, I'm going to bounce into Luke uh, 4, uh, starting at verse 31. And um, as we look at a life in the day of Jesus a little bit, in verse 31 it says that Jesus began to, um, that he began to teach the people. And it says that they were amazed, that they were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. I, I'm not one to dwell on uh, the enemy or darkness or evil stuff or demons so much. I, I don't personally like to give extra credit um, to, to the devil um, or sometimes blame our stupidity on the devil. I'm not, I'm not really into that. But the reality is Ephesians 6 tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's what the word says. So it's actually stupid to ignore it also. So I don't like to pay extra attention, but it's actually stupid if we ignore that the world that we're in, that there's, there's realms that we don't see. And the life of Jesus, as we read, he, it was filled with oppressed, depressed, some kind of oppression, whatever you want to call it. People were all over the place dealing with this stuff. Wherever Jesus would show up, these people would show up. Some of them were super weird, super crazy, but they would show up wherever Jesus was. And he would set them free, and they would go off and all these things. See, um, it reminds me of the story of my first missions trip was to the Czech Republic. And uh, I was like 19 years old. It was the first time to Europe, first international trip. And so like it was 23 of us went on this team to the Czech Republic. We landed in Prague, and then we took the train to this town called Sokolov. And um, we get to Sokolov. We're helping this church planter. I mean, I was just like, man, we're, we're eating like these like dumplings and gravy all the time. And I mean, you know, when you're like new to traveling, you're just like, everything is an experience. Like you're just, this is crazy. We go to the pool and it's like, oh, people don't wear clothes at the pool. Oh, that's very different. <laughs> you know, all these things that you're just like, speedos everywhere, you know, you know, it's Europe, you know, and, and you're just, um, all these things traveling. And so all of a sudden, as we start doing ministry in this town, we noticed that wherever we would go, there was this guy that would show up. And this guy, it's the middle of summer, 
And this guy had this big, green, like, puffy winter jacket. And let's just say he was probably about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, big guy. Uh, he was a big guy. Like, he was just big. And he would walk around, and wherever we would go, he'd show up. And the other thing about this guy is he smelled really bad. Like, really bad. Like, like not just kind of bad. Like, he's never wiped his bum in 10 years bad. Like, that kind of smell. Like, just to give you that, like, it was like, oh, you really stink. And, and so he would come wherever we would be. And he spoke Czech. He didn't speak English. And he would come, and he would start, he'd be at the back of the room, and he'd, go, and he'd be, like, saying stuff. And we didn't know what he's saying. And, and so, like, we did our first outreach. We're in the square. Okay, guy in green coat shows up. We go to another square. No posters. We just, like, show up and do our thing. Guy in green coat shows up. It's like, why are you following us around? So we go and we're like, okay, that's kind of weird coincidence. Then we go to like do this work project to help the community out. We go to this like far out field. We drive there in vehicles and we're picking garbage up. And all of a sudden, guess who shows up? Guy in green coat in the middle of the day. And he starts like yelling at us. It's like, who are you? Why are you here? And then, and then he would show up, and as he showed up, stuff started to happen where, you know, my friend gets up and he starts to share his testimony, and he's saying, you know, when I was a teenager, I was like, I was, he said, like, when I was 14, I was, like, angry, and I had anger issues, and he's sharing this. As he shares this, guy in the green coat's making noise at the back. He's there. You know, he stinks, and everyone's kind of avoiding him, and he's at the back. Meanwhile, there's two people, like, sitting there. They as he says, I had anger issues. They stand up, and no joke along. They full-on fist fight, start punching each other in the middle of this thing. I mean, there's a broken nose. There's blood. The whole crowd, like, shifted, and people are grabbing to hold these two back. Like, it was like a full-on brawl. Pull those people out, and then we, like, go back to ministry. It's like, okay, let's, let's minister again. We'll clean up the blood later. I mean, it was just, I remember going, okay, what the heck is going on? And we knew that this guy had, like, stuff going on. And, um, and so it was, just, it was just funny. Then we started to go, okay, we're going to pray. And we started to pray. He didn't want prayer. And so we, 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 we continued on that week. But my question is, everywhere Jesus um, was, there was people like that, people that need Deliverance, people that need to be set free, people that have things that they need to be set free. My question is, is why don't we see that here? Um, if we're going to step out on what God's called us to do, if we're going to go after what God's called us to do, if you're going to go after not the status quo in your life, if you're going to go after seeing healing happen, seeing people saved, seeing transformation, the reality is you're going to have pushback. <laughs> You're going to have pushback. You're going to have um, stuff come against you. There, there is going to be opposition because you're not living the status quo. And here's the thing. Why don't we see that all around us? Why don't we see guy in green coat? I mean, I'm glad he's not here tonight because it would smell. But why don't we see that? And, and my question is, 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 it, is it because um, there isn't that kind of oppression in Canada? And I would say, no, I don't think that's true. Uh, you know, when we were in Africa, if you're Dean and I were in Africa, we, you saw that all over the place. You saw people coming and being set free of demonic and the oppression and, and darkness all the time. So what's, what's the difference? 
I think, you know, part of it, to be honest, or is it, is it the other question is, do we, are we just not carrying the same authority? Like when Jesus ministered, they knew, the demons knew who Jesus was. They recognized him. They recognized the authority on his life. They recognized the power on his life. Are we not carrying the presence and authority that Jesus carried? It, it makes you wonder. Why, why aren't we seeing it? it? I believe there's probably more prevalent here than we realize. And I think the other thing is sometimes we have a lens on our eyes and, and we actually can't see it because we're so blind and we're probably more influenced from it than we realize. And so we actually can't see it because our discernment is actually tinted <laughs> to what God's, who God wants to do is set that free. The reality is in what we're going after, there's going to be pushback. If you're, if you're contending for family salvation, if you're contending for healing, transformation in your workplace, if you're cont contending for that, th there is going to be pushback. If we're going to see revival, reformation, the enemy doesn't want that in your workplace, in your life. He doesn't want you to go after the dream. There's going to be pushback. And I believe we need to have an authority, a power, not on our own ability, not on our own strength, not on our own cute words, but, but based in him, based in this book. We need his power. Uh, resurgence, we, we're walking into a season we need a greater level of authority. We need to pray prayers that are more effective. We need to, we need to know who we are. We need to know um, our authority. We need to know that as a church in Edmonton as well. It, it, we have to. And God's always been about empowering people. Here's, here's the story of authority. In Genesis, God created, you know, he made mankind in his image. God's power was evident. God's joy, God's life was put into humans. Um, and then the creator God empowering mankind, he actually empowered us to create the future. He, he blessed Adam and Eve and he said, be fruitful and multiply and increase in number. Fill the earth, subdue or have dominion over it. And then God gave him the garden, and he's like, work. It's good to work. Like, work it. It's yours. Have dominion over it. And he's like, work it, but not for your own ego, for the benefit of the garden. Rule over it for the benefit of others, you know. And, and he gave them all, all freedom and control to, to run the garden. See, when we walk in authority, it's for the benefit of others. In a dark world, we turn the lights on so others can see. That's our job. And Adam and Eve actually eventually gave up their authority to the snake, to the serpent. They, they relinquished control. They, they, got, they got tricked, and they actually gave up their authority. And it says that, you know, death reigned. Romans 5 declares that death reigned, that death took over. Death had power. Death had the authority until the new Adam, Jesus, came, that, that death controlled. And, and then through rejection, through brutal mockery, through all that Christ went through on the cross, he actually got defeated to death, and then he went down to Hades, grabbed the keys, and came back with the authority. And then he gives that authority to us again. And he's like, okay, I got it back. Now you can have it again. And, and there's an authority that's back. And, and we need to understand that authority and we need to walk in it. And there's a couple areas that I want to I share tonight. Uh, number one, the word. I believe in importance to the word. 
See, as, as we look at Jesus, Jesus spends so much time, if you look at the four Gospels, on and on and again, he's teaching about the kingdom, he's teaching about authority, he's saying, guys, you need to understand what you're walking in, you need to understand the authority, you need to, and he's trying to teach us, he's telling parables, he's telling stories, but they're all about the authority and the power, uh, and, and the word, and I just, I, I want to draw attention to the word. In Luke 4, when Jesus is teaching, he's teaching the scriptures of the Old Testament, and he actually quotes Isaiah 61. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, proclaim freedom to the prisoner, sight to the blind, release the oppressed. And, and they were amazed. See, the key to walking in power and authority is the Word of God. The, the Bible, this book, is God's perfect revelation. It's God's complete revelation, and it's God's living complete revelation. This book is alive. This, this book is alive, and I think we have to understand it. John 1 says that in the beginning, God, uh, in the beginning was the Word. God created No, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and, and the Word was God. And then if we scroll down to John 14, verse 1, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh. See, He was a living Word. The Gospel isn't just words on a page, but it's a revelation of a power and an authority. Uh, it's a call to an encounter. See, God just didn't give us the Bible to make us smarter sinners. <laughs> he gave us the Bible to transform lives, to transform our life first. This book changes lives. We have to understand that. We, we, have to, we have to acknowledge that. Resurgence, do not let this book depart from you. Guys, don't let this book depart from you. We have to keep it central to everything. Everything we do, every ministry that we do, we worship on the stage, and we pray, everything we do, unless the Bible, um, we love the Bible more than all of that, then we're going to miss it. Everything else won't endure. We have to keep this central. This book, this book contains the thoughts of God, the words of God. People walking in revival, they, they have a love for this book. If, if true revival is happening, it's going to be because people treasure this book, period. If, if we're not treasuring this book, if it's about something else, then we've missed everything. It has to be about this. I love podcasts. I love sermons. I love all that other stuff. But if we're, if we're neglecting this book, we've missed something. And it's great to hear what other people hear, say about this book. But God wants to reveal it to each one of us. He wants to speak to us through this book. We have to get this book into us. Like a fire in our bones. We need to know this book. Um, you know, worship comes from knowing who it is we worship. And we need to keep encounter central. And we need to keep the scripture uh, central to the encounter. And um, as a result, if we do that, I think favor will go with us. I think power and authority come with that so clearly. Um, we need to let this, this word <laughs> do the work. It's sufficient. It doesn't need extra it survives. It's made it 2,000-some years. It survived. When kings and rulers wanted to get rid of this book, it made it. That's a miracle in itself. And, and um, 
It's the voice of God. Jeremiah said that, that the word is like a fire or a hammer that breaks the walk. Jeremiah 23 breaks rock. See, in the greatest move of God in Acts 2, Peter is there, and Peter, you know, it all happens, and, and revival's taken. But what Peter does is he gets up and he says, this is that. This is what Joel said. And Joel, this is what Joel said. And all of a sudden, he pointed to Scripture, and 3,000 people got saved that day. Why? Because there was a power and an authority. He didn't preach a crazy message. He just pointed to the word. The word is enough to save. The word saves people. That was revival. And, and I believe we need a season of greater maturity to not be on milk, but to be on solid. We, we, need, to, we need to find uh, our, our time in this book, period. We need to know this book. We need to eat this book. We need to, we need to uh, chew it. We have to understand it. We have to go deeper because there's layers that we don't understand and we don't know. See, it's the word that can save. And, um, you know, we can hear God's voice for, for ourselves. I really believe that. We've, we've preached that. We can hear God's voice for others. Prophecy, the Bible talks about. I believe that's so key. I'm really proud of our community because if I look around this room, there's so many of you. Hear God's voice for yourself, but also have moved in the prophetic, have pictures and images and hear God's voice for others. That's incredible. And that's, that's in this book. And that's something I, I love to do. And I love to have words. And I love the rhema word. And, and that's amazing. Found in this book. Every picture, every sense, every prophecy that's shared. And this week, over social media, and you can, you can Google it, but Christians all over are arguing, what is missions? Was this an effective way to do missions? There's lots of controversy. It's easy to talk about it from the safe shores of here. But John went. And you can debate how he went and the tactics he went. Some Christians have even called him mentally ill now. But he went because he felt God was calling him to go. See, John knew the power of the name of Jesus. He knew the power of the gospel. And the day before he was killed, he wrote this in his journal. This is not a pointless thing. The eternal lives of this tribe are at hand, and I can't wait to see them around the throne of God, worshiping in their own language. As Revelation 7, 9 to 10 states, he wrote, I love you all, and I pray none of you love anything in this world more than Jesus Christ. Solia dia gloria, followed by his name, John. I read those words this week. I pray none of you love anything in this world more than Jesus. You know, it comes down to our love for him. Our desire for the word, our, our desire to have our hearts healthy and whole, it all comes down to how much do we love him. And when I read that, I pray none of you love anything in this world more than Jesus. I, I was like, Lord, what do I love more than you? What have I put higher than you? Do, do I love you like that? That I would know that maybe today is the last day of my life and I'm going to kayak to an island of people that I'm done. And that's what happened that day. John went and he died and, and they, they're trying to get his body back, but his body's still there. See, 
Do we love him like that? Because if we love him like that, there'll be a greater level of power, there'll be a greater level of authority at work. Because why? Because we're all in. When we're all in, God moves. He wants all of us. To know his word more means that we're all in. We actually take time and priority. We actually say, God, I'm going to know your word. I'm not just going to go to another service, but I'm actually going to, during the week, open this thing. I'm going to know it. As I prepared and came tonight, I was reminded of Mary. And Mary said in Luke 138, the Christmas story, the angel showed up and told her, you're going to have Jesus and all this. And she says this, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That was her response. God, let it be to me according to your word. God, what are you asking of us? Let it be to us according to your word. God, let us know your word in this place. God, I ask for a, for a, for a, a, that we would be so captured, our hearts would be so captured, not to try to just get some paper down and, and read through some pages, but God, a love for you that captivates our heart, a love for you that captivates our heart, not out of duty, but out of relationship that we would know your word, that we would have a love for your word, that we would treasure your word, that a word would rise in us. God, I thank you that you're calling us to a greater level of word, that you're, God, you're healing our hearts tonight. God, where there's been cracks and crevices in our foundation of our heart, we just, we submit our hearts to your yielding tonight, God, and we say, would you secure, would you, would you show us the security we have in you? our sonship, our daughtership in you, oh God. And God, would you show us what it is to use your name with fear and trembling as we say your name, as, as miracles happen, as breakthrough happens in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you're increasing our authority tonight. If you're in this place tonight and just eyes closed, head bowed, and you'd say, you know, I'm, I'm not in right standing with God tonight. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And if you're here tonight and we give this opportunity at every resurgence because maybe you're like, yeah, you know, I'm new. I, I don't really know what's going on, but I know I need that. I need him. I need to know him tonight. Maybe it's the first time or maybe he's calling you back. I just want you to slip up your hand. No one's looking around in this place and we want to pray. If that's you tonight. Yeah. Second thing I want to do tonight is I, I want to, um, I believe that the Lord wants to um, give each one of us a word from him tonight. I just believe he wants to speak a word to every one of us tonight. I really believe that. As I prayed, I just, I believe he wants to reveal 
some things of his heart to every one of us. So he wants to encourage. I, I just, God wants to, God wants to strengthen some tonight who are weak. There's some in this place you need a breakthrough. You're contending. You're, there's a heaviness. There's a, there's a stuff. And I just, I just believe he's going to lift your head tonight. I just, just felt that. And I believe he wants to speak a now word to every single person here tonight. I really believe that. I don't know how that's totally going to all work, but here's, here's what I sense. Um, he's got promises. And he's got a, a now accurate truth for every person here tonight. What I want you to do, I want you to, I'm um, going to do something a little different tonight. I want every person to um, either pull out your Bible or go on version right now. And I want you to ask him, God, what's, what's the word you're speaking to me tonight? What's the word that you want me to start to contend for tonight? What's the truth that I need to hear tonight? Just, just ask the Lord, not to your neighbor, not to, just between you and him. God, what's, what's the verse? Show me the verse. Maybe it'll just happen by you opening the book. Maybe it'll happen by you remembering, going, no, I need to look up that. So right now, Lord, we just ask that you'd speak to every one of us, that we hear your voice in this place, and that you'd reveal the word the word that we need to meditate on tonight, the word that we need to not let depart from our lips tonight, the word that, that you're speaking to us now in this season, in this moment. What's the word, O oh Lord? Just take a moment and, and find it. Find that word. Maybe find a few and, and God will show you which one it is, but... Once you have a word, just just kind of up, and you can put your hand down. But just lift it up so you you, you, got, you said you you found a scripture, and then just keep reading it. Whatever. As soon as yeah, you can put it down once you found it. But just just so I know, yeah, just pop it up and down when you got there. I just want us to. I want you to focus on that word that he gave you now, and I want you to declare that word. I want you to read that word again. I want you to not let that depart from your lips. I just feel like this is key. And we're so, we're, we're easy to want to like, okay, what's, but we have to, we have to get the word into us. We have to, this is, this is so key. There's power and the Holy Spirit wants to charge that word. And I, and I just I just feel like when you speak it out, and so even now, I just want to take just a moment to, as, as you go back to that, maybe you haven't found one yet, but I, I, we, we can easily move on, and we can easily just, okay, let's get back into worship, and all these other things, that's so easy to do, and so many times we do that. But I just feel like to pause again and be like, okay, what's the word that you found? And if you haven't found one, find one. And then just start to read it out, and read it out aloud, read it in, Karis is playing, no one will really hear you, but just to speak it, to like, you know, I just opened up my Bible, Psalm 25, because my hope is in you. God, my hope is in you. 
One thing I ask, I seek of the Lord, is that I may dwell. God, help me to dwell in your house forever. God, help me for the things in my heart that are not right with you, God. What are the things that would make me not want to dwell in your house? What is the thing? So whatever it is, just start to, would you start to engage with God on this right now? God, what are you speaking to me about this verse? Just start to meditate on it. Because if we can't do it in here, we're not going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> And we're not going to do it Monday. We're not going to do it Tuesday. We're going to forget. We're going to not have time. We, we're going to all those things, right? So just t- take a moment. Just start to confess that word. Start to speak that word. There's power in his word. Hmm. Jesus. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.